Hi, this is Dr. Holly Castle. And I'm Dr. Elizabeth Tadikin. And this is Wellness 360, Your Health, Your Way. This podcast is not intended for the purpose of providing medical advice. All information, content, and material is for information and educational purposes and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. All right, everyone. Hello, hello. Hi there. Yes, myself, Dr. Holly, and myself, we're here for our episode 18 today on Wellness 360 podcast. And so today we are talking about sinusitis, which, um, you know, we did a, a whole episode on allergies, and then we thought, I think this deserves its own uh, complete episode. Yes, yeah. because this is. And I don't know that we want to actually call it a pathology, but this is a condition mm -hmm. that we commonly see in our practices. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazingly common. Yeah. It's so common and it's so difficult for many people to just get a hold on. So, um, so we were looking at the statistic. Mm -hmm. 35 million people per year have a sinus infection. Yeah. And this accounts for... 16 million doctor visits per year. It's insane. It, it's completely insane. <laughs> because to, that just tells you that they're not getting at it. You know, I mean, in my opinion. I mean, exactly. You know, like, because there's a way to get at this where you can actually treat this. But of course, it takes, as always, it takes work. And time. And time. And it takes a matter of adjusting your diet and lifestyle. Which nobody wants no. to do. <laughs> So here we go again, talking about all the diet and lifestyle. But first, we're going to talk about the conventional stuff. Um, and really, the, the conventional stuff is actually very similar. It's really how we diagnose this. So we're going to talk about the, the way it's diagnosed conventionally, which is often the same way we diagnose things. So, um, so just giving information about the signs and symptoms of sinusitis, which for an acute sinusitis, uh, there's usually going to be pain over the cheeks. Um, it'll it'll radiate down to the frontal region of the face and um, around the teeth sometimes, but you can also usually feel it right above the eyebrows and mm, the frontal, yes. frontal uh, skull. The yeah, yeah, part of the forehead. Um, and so uh, and then there's sometimes there's going to be puffiness around the eyes, uh, redness around the nose, um, allergic. I Shiners. Yes, allergic shiners are definitely a huge thing, which of course that is um, like a darkness under the eyes. Yeah, very you know? dark. Yeah. You see this a lot in little kids. Little kids, yeah. Yeah, who mm -hmm. have allergies and ear infections. Yes. Allergies and ear infections. Oh, and my gosh. constant cycling through this. Look for these allergic mm -hmm. shiners because yeah. that's actually a sign that the blood is pooling in that sinus area. Yeah. And it's not moving. Right. This isn't good. Right. Yeah. You need to have that blood moving. That's for sure. And a lot of my patients think they have migraines when in fact they have sinus infections. Oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. So it could be like um, a, a blocked nose um, and the facial pain, which of course that can mm -hmm. cause this feeling of the headache, you know? So, um, uh, so a lot of times, um, 
there's a little bit of a difference when it comes to having a bacterial sinusitis infection compared to a fungal sinusitis. And I think a lot more it's fungal it, quite often. Yes. I don't think bacterial, um, and, and unfortunately, that's where um, antibiotics are overprescribed, you know. Yes. In that situation. When it's bacterial, uh, we're going to see other symptoms. Most often, especially in a child who's not too suppressed, we're going to see a fever. Yes. And a lot of redness in the face and a lot of nasal drainage. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, um, the, the, uh, the mucus in the, in the nose is usually going to be quite green, you yes. know, or something like that. So and there may be some involvement with the ear. Right. Yeah. Cause of the pressure mm -hmm. is usually going off to the ear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and then again, it seems to always also cause some issue with the teeth, um, but more for kids that I, I've noticed rather than adults. Yeah, I see it in adults too. You have, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then if it if it actually is a fungal thing, that of course this is talking more acutely, but a fungal um, sinusitis is usually more chronic. That's something that people are just like never getting rid of. And these are the folks who have relied mm -hmm. on antibiotics yes. to repeatedly clear a sinus infection. Right. So what they end up developing is a biofilm Yes. Oh from that suppression. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes quite difficult to, to move clear. that out of the body. And oh, yeah. The whole goal is to move this out of yes, the body. Yes, exactly. And those biofilms are so tenacious. Oh my goodness. And if you have something, if you have an organism that has built up a biofilm over years, then they have a massive defense system. And nothing's because they've adapted. Yes, right? exactly. And they just, they come out and have their fun and then all of a sudden uh, put their defense systems up again and nothing gets at them. You know, it's just like, it's crazy. So someone constantly has a a runny or sniffly nose, mm -hmm. chances are they're probably suffering from a fungal version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And um, allergic components come into that Absolutely. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, when just looking at kind of our general workup and a diagnosis of an acute bacterial sinusitis, um, you know, basically the presence of the symptoms or signs for an acute infection um, of 10 days or more beyond the onset of an upper respiratory uh, infection, basically, or other symptoms. And then um, the, the worsening of symptoms or signs of an acute rhinosinusitis within 10 days after an initial improvement. So that would be part of our diagnosing and, and really getting an idea of the picture. And then, um, uh, some of the following signs that we would be looking for on a physical examine, examination, kind of like what we already chatted about, which is that what we would call a purulent nasal secretion. So it's kind of green and yellow, you know, that's um, a big, that's a big indicator of a bacterial infection. Yeah, possibly blood tinge. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, a puffiness, swelling around the eyes. Oh, yeah. It's really important to remember that the sinus tract mm -hmm. is actually part of the entire respiratory tract system. Mm -hmm. And it's 
an area, the respiratory tract is one of our avenues of detoxifying the body. Yes, yes. And so this sinus tract is going to be part of that system. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then that just brings us back to a reminder of those you know, elimination routes, you yes. know, so the respiratory, the skin, the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the circulatory, the, the, lymphatics. the lymphatics, the kidneys, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. That's all the, that we're talking about ways of getting out of the body. Um, so we already kind of mentioned, there's many ways of, um, looking at this. There could be an allergic component, a fungal component. Um, it could be even some, some a very um, not common sensitivity is aspirin sensitivity. And that comes, that goes along with a whole um, trio of symptoms mm -hmm. that is that uh, condition. Um, but uh, these, you know, we can do some cytology of the nasal um, uh secretions and check to see if there's bacteria showing up is there fungus showing up you know is there nothing showing up then like could be this aspirin sensitivity or something mm -hmm. like that you know so there's all kinds of potentials with um what is going on but you know oftentimes we don't really go that far we can kind of figure this out with our intake yeah it's not necessary <laughs> yeah so i mean if we are really having trouble maybe we'll go that route but when you talk to your patients it's it's kind of that's why we have a, our, our the way we do things we talk to them we figure out what's going on in their life you know and they tell us exactly what we need yes. to know to make you know, a, a, an assessment. assessment. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, when talking about the way a conventional um, system might manage this, um, their go-to are uh, pharmaceutical vasoconstrictors and antibiotics. That's usually how they start. Suppress. Yes. Suppress. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's always a little crazy to us, but that's all, you know, that's just the way they do it. They, uh, a lot of times, it's about not getting things out of the body. It's, you know, it's kind of the same. We always are like, I, I would say we kind of cringe a little bit because, you know, when you think of stopping a person from having diarrhea or you stop a person from throwing up, you know, mm -hmm. like they're doing that to get the stuff out of the body. Same thing with this. Um, the body is trying to get rid of an infection or whatever it is. And let's not forget that for millennia. Yeah. We trusted the body yes. to heal itself, to do what was necessary to take care of itself and maintain equilibrium. Mm -hmm. So when we use something like, you know, a vasoconstrictor, uh, right, you're just setting the whole system up for a rebound reaction. So okay. this is what antihistamines do. Mm -hmm. They vasoconstrict the area, which then stops the runny nose yes. because it's, it's, is suppressing the circulation to right. that part of the body. And yet when that substance wears off, then there's the rebound, rebound. vasodilation. And Worse than ever. Exactly. Yeah. Because the body wants to get it out. Right. Exactly. And the antibiotics, you know, I mean, when it's not bacterial, it's, it's not, necessary. not necessary. You're just basically adding more of an issue to the body. The body is 
you're you're killing off all kinds of good beneficial organisms that are there to actually help your body work exactly and and so at you know people who constantly are taking antibiotics for something that is not a bacterial infection which i think is a, it's it's so um it's not the most common thing to need you know we, but yet people have taken them so often now and there's there is a fine line with a sinus infection mm -hmm. An antibiotic, on one hand, is not the most efficient way to eliminate a bacterial infection from what we call a closed cavity. Yeah. Which is what the sinus area is. Mm -hmm. um, the circulation there, in general, is somewhat poor. Mm -hmm. So the antibiotic really doesn't have a way of getting to the target area. So right. that's the problem. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, because the sinus cavity is right there where the brain is, yeah. we don't want to let it go yeah, either. Especially if it is bacterial. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But if it's not, that's that's the thing. I'm yeah, I, I, I agree with you for sure. But we have great tools yes. for dealing with this, whether it's bacterial or whether it's fungal or, or allergic or, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And that's the thing. If some if it's a especially um, a person who is very immunocompromised or extremely just, I mean, quite frankly, unable to do our treatment, which and could be yeah. a good candidate for antibiotics. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's discernment yeah. about when this is appropriate. Right. And when we can use some of the other tools in our toolbox. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, so basically there's a number of routes that, um, there's like, uh, first line antibiotics and second line antibiotics. And so there's a number of them. Um, amoxicillin is usually the first line. And if, if that doesn't get at it, then they might go to a second line and, and, you know, uh, it, it, they've got a whole pile of, um, of antibiotics <laughs> to go with. So anyway, because, uh, there are millions and millions of people. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 35 million people. It's unbelievable. And let me just say, I mean, I think Elizabeth knows that I'm yeah. pretty pragmatic. Yeah. If you know you're going to be getting on an airplane. Right. Don't fiddle faddle around. Yeah. Just, just do what I you know. need to do. Yeah. Because there's, it's horrible to yes. travel with this on an airplane. Right. This is one example. Yeah. It, there's a time and a place. Yes. But our goal is always over the long run to heal this. Right. So that it's not a chronic issue or a repetitive issue. Yeah. There's no reason to get a sinus infection every year. Exactly. Yeah. Or multiple times a year. Yes. And yet I hear this constantly. Yes. Same here. Exactly. And that's the thing. When, when we were just doing a little dive into the conventional um, workup, um, you know, they there's they do include uh, about five little details of things to, um, you know, include, which would be like humidifier. Okay, which is an excellent yes, suggestion. Yes, I agree with that one for sure. Warm compresses, mm -hmm. which we would also add. Absolutely, um, adequate hydration. Uh, you know that that's loosening up the phlegm. You know, that's yeah. you have to drink plenty of water on a daily basis. That's just something mm -hmm. um, that we always talk about. Smoking cessation, of course, makes sense. 
Um, yes, I would include vaping in that. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I don't Horrible. understand anybody. I just, You're just setting I'm yourself sorry. up yeah. for biofilms uh, and yeah. you know chronic fungal yeah. infections. That vaping stuff is um, is a whole other episode uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we can get into. Um, so anyway, balanced nutrition, of course, is our thing, but we'll get into just a little bit more of that. Um, Non-narcotic analgesia. Um, do you have, do you know an example of what that what they're talking about there? Like, would that be? I think what my mom did when we were kids. Yeah, which was put Vicks vapor oh, rub of course. under our noses. Yes, because it's got that yeah you know, strong smell. Yeah, yes, and which is actually a nice little. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be Vicks, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it works. Yes, it works very well. I agree with you. So that's, um, that's the deal when it comes to the conventional route. Um, again, like we mentioned, we do things pretty similar with our workup. So we don't need to go into that again. Um, more than anything, rather than so many lab tests, we might run a CBC and just see where the white blood count is if mm -hmm. needed, things like that. We are tending to get our details from the discussion with the patient. And then we will involve the following. And you've heard this before. so. We remove problematic foods. Yes. <laughs> That's like, I mean, I don't know how to stress it more than we always do, but um, there is a clear connection between certain mucus-forming foods and especially sinusitis. Yes. Yeah. Dairy yeah. is absolutely the number one. Absolutely. Gluten would be another one that could be highly mucus-forming. Um, sugar, I include that primarily because, I mean, it can be mucus forming, but on top of it, it's feeding, um, it's things. feeding everything. Yeah. It feeds everything. It feeds everything we don't want fed. Right. Exactly. Sugar is just a poison. So you should try to work sugar out of your life, um, yes. as much as possible. Processed. Yeah. Processed yeah. Especially sugars, processed. Yeah. Exactly. But even with sinusitis, I will actually recommend keeping fruit sugar to a minimum just during the time where we're working on things. Absolutely. So, so yeah. don't let moms yes. do not shove a glass of orange juice right. at your child. This oh is, man. This is the wrong fruit <gasps> yes. at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, orange juice is highly mucus forming. And so I, that's another thing I recommend is just taking certain citrus up, but I like lemon water. Yes. I think that can be helpful. Um, but orange juice is, yeah, really, really not good. Um, and it's a common allergen. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, so basically any mucus forming foods, you keep that out during this time. And, you know, really the whole idea is that we want to move the garbage out of the body. So this is where we say, you know, stop the obstacles and start to take things out of the body um, that are problematic. So this is what your body's trying to do. Uh, so we want to loosen phlegm, um, bring it to an exit point and, you know, and get it out. And, and get this, it out. Yes, this exactly. Is... We want to take out the trash. Yes, exactly. And the mucus, in a way, is the bacteria's um, mechanism yeah. for fighting. Mm -hmm. or, excuse me, not the well, bacteria. The white blood cells. Yes. Let me repeat that. Yeah. The white blood cells mechanism for fighting the bacteria mm -hmm. and kind of packaging it up and putting it in a trash can. Exactly. And then... They expect us to do the job of blowing it out. Yes, 
That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. They're, they're expecting us to do our job. Yes. Not <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing you, I, I love how you put it um, earlier. You said that, um, that it, yeah, it's the, the waste product of the white blood cells uh, doing their job and then getting rid of the infection. The phlegm is the trash bag. Yes. I love that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And so it, it is really, yeah, the thing is, is blowing it out. But but people are like, I can't. There's nothing coming out. It's totally stopped up. Well, that's where all the other factors come exactly. in. Exactly. You know? The obstacles. Yes, exactly. So so one way that we do this, we, of course, as always, we talk about homeopathy. We There are a number of perfect remedies for everyone's form of sinusitis. Calibic. Yes, that's one of the best ones. It's really one of the best ones. Yeah. It describes it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. You know, With the pain in the face yes. and the green um, uh, mucus yeah. and oh my gosh. Allium sepa. Mm-hmm. That's another good, especially good choice. with, yeah, with the. Especially if it's thin and watery. Yeah, and, and more sneezing's involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, one of my favorites, um, it's not typically considered sinusitis remedy, but I think it matches a lot of them well, which is pulsatilla. I've found that to be very helpful, especially when, especially in a constitutional way. Yes. Um, that can be especially very, with a child. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's those are just three. Yeah. Those are just three. Exactly. There's so many others. Um, and that's why it's always good to talk with your, your naturopathic doctor on how we can help you. <laughs> um, botanical herbs, I, so this is how I usually will treat, I'll start, I'll give a remedy, I give a tincture, and then I give some nutritional support with vitamins and minerals um, and home treatments. So with botanical herbs, I always make a tincture with one main ingredient and then like three others usually, but the main ingredient is horseradish. It's amazing for opening up your sinus passages. It really is. (laughs) And my other favorite go-to is to put hot mustard on everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that actually just sounds yummy. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mustard. Person. Yeah. I like yeah. mustard. I, I love it too. And then, uh, you know, the other idea with this uh, tincture is including the, basically including the antibiotic herbs. Yes. So, you know, that's where we don't necessarily use an antibiotic be, uh, uh, pharmaceutical because that's killing off a whole pile of things. It's not working with your body. It doesn't have any um, synergistic way of, of working with your body where an antibiotic herb, while, of course, it still has a little bit of a, uh, you know, it's still killing things off, but it's working more synergistically with your body. Yes. Um, it's adapting and going to where it is needed. Absolutely. That's the key thing with the way our herbs work. And so we will be um, including things like berberine or um, or it's uh, golden seal, mm-hmm. hydrastis. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all of these things are actually going to work the same way in killing off an infection. Um, and then if, there, if it's a fungal thing, we're going to use herbs that are a little bit more in line with that. You know, but basically the whole key is helping to um, loosen the the mucus up so much that we can just get it out. Exactly. You know, and break down the biofilm if that's Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. So uh, respiratory teas are really helpful for that as well. And then nutritional ideas are more more or less it's immune support, you know, and let and loosening the mucus. 
So I will usually do vitamins um, C, D, and A for immune support. And then um, NAC to loosen the phlegm. Yeah, yeah. it's anti-mucolytic. Yes, exactly. And mm -hmm. I always encourage the use of a neti pot. Mm -hmm. Some people struggle with this, but boy, does it work. Yes. And... Dr. Elizabeth mm -hmm. likes warming socks. Oh my gosh, I love warming socks, and you don't. <laughs> I don't. I would prefer a hot foot bath. Yes. It, this is what we're doing with both of these uh -huh. treatments: is we're trying to draw the blood down to yes. the feet, so that it by doing this, it actually improves the circulation. Yeah, it gets things moving, and absolutely not just the blood, but also the lymph. Yeah, and and then therefore the congestion. Mm -hmm. And that's where I I don't ever explain it so detailed to patients, but I I will just say it just pulls the congestion down from you, and then I, and I can see them thinking, okay, I guess it's just going to pull mucus down to my feet, but no, it's just like <laughs> yeah, what that's you're what saying. We're talking about. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, that's perfect putting it that way. It's getting this the the circulation moving, um, which, you know, the, the nose, I mean, you think of a bloody nose, your nose is full of vessels, you know? So when these vessels are not moving properly, then things are stuck, right? You know? Yeah. Stasis. Yes. And then the white blood cells can't do their what they job. need to do. Yes. Yeah, they it's... can't get there. They can't move out. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that is our episode on sinusitis and um, I, you know, hopefully this helps a little bit know that there are so many ways that we can help with this um, condition and honestly we can help, you know, as long as people are willing to do the shift in diet and lifestyle, we can treat this for good for a lot of people. So. <laughs> I've had more than one patient come to me mm -hmm. with one to two decades history oh gosh, yeah. of multiple rounds of antibiotics. And it took, it took focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was able to help them with the treatments, mm -hmm. with the proper treatments, break the cycle. It's, it's amazing, and you know, needing those chronic antibiotics to the point where they haven't needed them since. Yeah, that's so it's it is possible. It is it's possible. so possible. It's just a matter of shifting, um, realizing that there are things that you just don't need in your life. And then when you start to feel better, as usual, this is always kind of our ending. Um, <laughs> it's like when you feel better, you you realize, okay, let's let's continue with this, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So because we present the tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We you, we have the knowledge, we have the understanding, we have the experience. We present the tools. You and your body do the work. Yes. The outcome is positive exactly exactly so so that is that and um, when uh, if you guys have any questions about this of course always email us um, wellness 360 podcast at gmail.com um, our next episode is um, is a specialty of dr. Holly's um, and that's headaches I mean migraines are her big specialty but we are excited to talk about chronic headaches next episode and we won't include migraines in this so much we might just like briefly touch on them but we are going to have a whole episode on migraines because that's a huge topic and so many intricacies with it so um so next episode will be just 
uh, all the different chronic headaches. <laughs> all right. So we'll see you then. Yes. Yeah, see you then. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.